Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. Folks, I got a lot to talk about today and a little bit of time to do it because it seems like people are still clueless of what's happening. Why do I say people? When I say people, of course, not all people because I'm people, you're people and you're not clueless of what's happening. But I want to argue today that Christians who continuously vote for Democratic politicians is because they have made an idol of identity. We see the unbridled wickedness that the Democratic Party continues to push in our society. Things that, if you read the Old Testament, it's very clear that God judged and destroyed nations for it. You're going to help put it in America? Doesn't make any sense. And I want to posit to you today because it's, make, make, it's because they have made an idol of identity. They've made an idol of identity to such an extent that they could care less about the unbridled wickedness being pushed in our society. I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. with solid food where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. Now, it's important to remember when watching my show, I really intersect culture, politics, and theology a lot. That's really what the, the gist of my show is. That's hence why I say we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. One of the reasons why, and, I, and it's so funny, every time I've tried to pull out away from politics a little bit, I always feel drawn back in and because I feel that's what God wants me to talk about because Christians need to become more savvy and active in politics and we need to start setting aside other things that we think deserve primacy and put primacy on what God cares about. Now, if you read the scriptures, Oftentimes, churches do not focus on the Old Testament very much. They only want to reach into the Old Testament when they want to give you some encouragement. And God put Daniel in the lion's den and he helped Joshua and he helped David when he had to kill Goliath. You know, they want to give you uh, and you they really use Bible scriptures as uh, alliteration devices instead of actually points of teaching. And it's really kind of gross. And also what what happens is. What, what, what happens is, is that we allow what's happening in society to dictate what we focus on instead of allowing the word of God to dictate what we focus on. And so here are some things that, and I truly believe this, because I know of Christians who believe the Bible is the inerrant, infallible word of God. And yet we'll sit there and vote for these wicked politicians. And I, and I asked them, and, I, and, and in one minute they sit there and go, oh, I don't have a political home. No, it's because you've made an idol of identity that you don't want to back the candidates that God wants you to back because you care more about that idol. And, and here's the thing about politicians. Let me make it clear. I have some real beef with the Republican Party. I do. I'm, I'm a Republican. I have some real beef. And I, and I don't hide that. If you follow me on Facebook, I complain all the time. I had an episode last week. I was complaining about our state party in Michigan, who functionally at this moment is trash. Okay? They don't stand up like they should. We got a bunch of people posers as Republicans who care nothing about money and giving our, asking us for donations so they can give it to these useless political consultants who do absolutely nothing. I, I have plenty of beef with them. And I spent all last week talking about it. But here's the thing. As a party, as our platform, we don't push wickedness in society. 
Now, some may argue that we neglect some of the forgotten, but I disagree. We just don't take your approach to fixing poverty. And that's the way the media likes to fix it. Unless I want to embrace this Marxist view of how to fix poverty, then that means I don't care about poor people. That's garbage. Like they say, oh, you guys aren't pro-life. You're just pro-birth. Lies. Lies. Because most Republicans are Christians. Not all. <laughs> Definitely not all. But a large swab of Republicans are Christian. And when I go, like I went to a function, uh, like it was over a month ago. It was a Women's for Trump event. It was all pro-life people there. And they had all this literature out of how you can get involved and help. And, and these pro-life groups, like you guys know, I'm a board member for Staten Detroit. If you want to visit our website, statendetroit.org. Thought I'd throw that out there. But um, we're not just pro-birth. We actually stay in the life of the woman for up to 18 months. And we also help her get connected with services that can help her lead a prosperous and self-sufficient life. We believe in the adage that you teach a man how to fish. You don't give him a fish. That's the way we believe that you heal and improve the person. Because if I just keep giving you fish, then you're dependent on me. And then you and I can control and manipulate you. But if I teach you how to fish, then you can go on your own and grow and be your own man. So it's not that we don't care about people. We have a different philosophy of how to actually help people. That that's that's the difference. And so you have these Christians who don't care because they like the emotional reaction. They like the way the Democratic politicians make them feel emotionally. And one of the, the reasons I, I mentioned the Old Testament briefly is that we can see through Scripture what happens to nations that rebel against God. We can see what happened with the Canaanites. And, you know, I should have had all these scriptures written down. And I and I know, you know, I'm I'm. Like in the Bible, it's funny. Like I know where something is at generally. Like I know I can say, oh, I know it's like either in this verse or that one. Um, but I, I sometimes I struggle with giving get, getting the exact verse and um, the exact verse uh, in in location. I don't want to give off bad information. And I should have written this down. And I don't have time to search through scripture. But one of the things, if you think about, like. When God gave the promise to Abraham in Genesis 12, and I can't remember if it's in Genesis 12 where this next thing I'm going to say is mentioned, but it's in, in Genesis somewhere. But God tells Abraham, you know, why he's not having them possess the land of Canaan at the moment is because the, the iniquity of the Am Am Amorites or Amalekites, I can't remember, had not been filled. So it wasn't fair or just for God to tell Israel to go put a ban or a haram on these people when they haven't there it's not the time for judgment god has given them a time to repent and see god gives us time to repent you know what i'm saying our entire life before we die is time to repent and give your life to jesus christ so you don't have to pay the penalty for your sin so god gives us time to repent if you don't think god care doesn't care about repentance um even if we could start with the old testament with ezekiel 33 in Ezekiel 33, verse uh, 11, and it says, Say to them as I live, declares the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, <clears throat> for why will you die, O house of Israel? Then I want to go down also in Ezekiel 33 to verse 17. The Lord says, You people say the way of the Lord is not just. When it is their own way that is not just. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. And when the wicked turn from his wickedness and does what is right, he shall live by this. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. 
So God is the judge. God wants a just society. This is what God wants. So justice matters to God. What's happened is with the Democratic Party in there and the liberals and whatever you want to call them, leftists or what have you, they have co-opted justice, biblical justice, and created this false feelings-based justice that really is a front for Marxism and wickedness. And if you look throughout, you go through Kings, you read through Chronicles, you see in scripture people who rebelled against God and, and it will say like he followed the ways of his father. It was equal evil. Uh, he followed the ways of the Lord. And so when you read in scripture, like in Ezekiel, God is, has had enough. He's given it given Israel time to follow him. And one of the things he talks about very often is prostitutes and cult prostitutes and the sacrificing of children. And and so what's happened is. And Israel has engaged in its unbridled wickedness. But here, here's the thing. Well, my, the Christians who vote Democrat don't understand. Us as conservatives, we are not using legislation to push wickedness. We are not using legislation to prevent other people from aiding and caring for the poor. The Democratic politicians that you constantly get behind are actually trying to use the power of the federal government to push wickedness and to stop Christians from speaking up about it. So you, I don't have to support Medicare for all. I have a different philosophy of how to help sick people. But you cannot compare me having a different philosophy of how to help sick people with you supporting politicians who want abortion till birth. You can't um, you can't point point to some of the disparities we see in certain ethnic communities and me having a different philosophy on how to fix that or what's actually the problem. So you backing people who want to have eight year olds transgenders. See, one is, and, and it's important, it's in Luke. Let me let me take a quick point of deviation before I get to my point of proving why Christians who vote Democrats because they make an idol of identity. Uh, Luke 17, 2, it says, it would, better, it would be better for them to be thrown in the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So the Lord is telling us, it's better for you to die. It's better for you to have a millstone. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with a millstone, in biblical times, the way they would grind up meal or grain, it was like this giant stone with like a little circle in the middle, kind of like a donut. And they would have like a stick in there and they would kind of push it around this thing. I, I need to get the proper names for stuff. But, you know, I'm just, the way I do my episodes, stuff comes to me and I talk about it. So they have a stick in it and they would kind of reel it around in a circle. But you need this really, really heavy stone to crush the grain. So... If you had that tied around your neck and thrown into the sea, you are dead. You're done. So Jesus is telling you that it's better for you to have this heavy millstone thrown around your neck and be thrown into the ocean. That's better option than trying to cause a little kid to sin. But that's exactly what the Democratic Party is doing. And you have Christians who are celebrating these people who are trying to get children damned to hell. Who is your God? You have an idol. You have an idol and no one can convince me otherwise. Let me give you some evidence of the things I'm talking about. So as you guys have heard the term conversion therapy, right? Now, here's the thing. So a court ruled that you cannot ban conversion therapy because it, it violates people's First Amendment rights. So what you have are you have individuals, Right. And all of us struggle with temptation and sin. And for some individuals, the particular temptation they struggle with is same-sex attraction. 
So you have individuals who do not want these feelings because they want to follow Christ. They want to honor God and they want to, because in, you know, when you have a sinful, we all struggle with sinful desires, but when you have a sinful desire attached to a biological urge, like sexual attraction and arousal, that has to be terribly difficult for a person. So these individuals, they go and get a therapy to kind of help them deal with this. Okay. And so now you have these groups that want to say it should be illegal because it's harmful. Well, they're coming from the premise that this behavior is natural. And and, and I've said it again, and, I, and it bears repeating. And I'll say, well, all again, folks, again, my problem is not with the neighbors, the friends, the relatives who identify as gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, whatever else letter we got going on this week. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, your kid, your grandkid. This is not what I'm talking about, folks. I'm talking about a political movement to force and compel people into sin. That is what I'm talking about. I am talking about government officials trying to make it illegal for people who do not want to rebel against God, who are tired of wrestling with the feelings and are seeking help on how to deal with it. So now you want a federal government that want to keep people trapped in sin. And you got Christians supporting these folks. And they will say, okay, well, I don't like that. But you keep voting for these people. So clearly you don't care. Either you like it and don't want to admit it or B, you don't care enough because you made an idol of identity period because that's wrong and besides it's unconstitutional i have a right if i'm having a a personal struggle and i want to get some help for it i have a right to go get it how you gonna tell me i can't get help for that so you want to make it to the point where it's illegal say for a pastor let's say a pastor has a member of his church who says you know i'm struggling with same-sex attraction and you're going to turn around and, and tell this person that they don't have the right to go get the help that they need to deal with that that's insane, folks. We need to pay attention. Then you got uh, in Washington State. This is really terrible. This is really terrible. Now you got all these Christians want to ignore all of this stuff because these people are for justice. I'm just so tired. I'm overwhelmed with Trump. I'm overwhelmed with the Republicans. Like, are you you are you an idiot? Where is your brain? Because let me keep going with this. Holy Spirit, help me. Getting upset, getting upset. Um, in Washington, they want to make it so they have a law in Washington where now it's been start going on since January, where minors can get mental therapy in addition to gen- tre- treatment for gender dysphoria. They can get transgender treatment without their parents' knowledge while getting well using their parents' medical insurance. So let's say you got an eleven-year-old who says they're transgender. And they're not getting any help from their parents. Their parents don't support this. So they can go and start getting transgender treatment without the knowledge of their parents. This goes back to Luke 17, uh, uh, Luke uh, 17 too. You have the federal government helping children rebel against God's will for their life. We can get into the whole argument of, of parental rights because... My Christian friends who vote Democrats, I hope you know that the Democratic Party, one of the things they're pushing is to erode, get rid of parents' rights. Because in Marxism, parents don't have rights. In Marxist societies, you don't have rights over your kids. Now, as I said before, I don't believe, and I need to do an episode on technocracy. I don't think America ever becomes full-blown Marxist. 
But I, what I strongly believe we become technocratic. And technocracy does implement elements of Marxism, which one of them is to erode individual rights. So the parents won't have any rights or any say-so. And, and, and here's the thing with my Christian friends who vote Democrat need to understand. The Bible tells us very clearly what happens to people who rebel against God unrepentantly. You, I just read several portions in Ezekiel 33 where God tells people, I don't want to punish you, but I will give it to you if you live in wickedness. And a wicked person can turn. We see several times, and I've talked about it on the show, in, in 1 Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians, the scripture is clear that you cannot engage in unrepentant sin and make it into heaven. I even pointed out in John 3, uh, last week, when, when Jesus was talking with Nicodemus, telling him, you have to be born again. And part of being born again is repenting and walking away from sin. But if we have a federal government who wants to take small children and indoctrinate them into sin and brokenness, that means that they're helping these kids go to hell. And I'm not, I, 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 I'm not, I'm speaking from love. I don't want anybody to go to hell. If you are a Christian, the primary purpose of following Jesus Christ isn't so you can have peace, comfort, and breakthrough. The reason why we follow Jesus Christ is because he is God. He is Lord. And I don't want to go to hell. But instead, you guys are so focused on identity and justice. That's not justice. You've given it to a faux justice because you made an, an idol of identity. When you have government officials who want to indoctrinate children into sexual brokenness, which will likely follow them into adulthood. And the Bible tells you that people who engage in unrepentant sin go to hell. There's no logical argument for you to continuously support these people because you don't care. You'd rather feel emotionally satisfied. You'd rather feel emotional comfort. <laughs> Jesus is not your Lord. You are. Because you're not going to sit here and tell me. I'm not saying you're not a Christian. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that this is okay. And you're all right with giving these people power. To indoctrinate. into into and, 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 and I can't even get the words out. I'm so frustrated. I'm typically, don't, I don't struggle to speak. These people want to indoctrinate children into rebellion against God. And you give them the power to do it. You are complicit in evil. Me not supporting Medicare for all. Me not wanting to do all this, um, uh, these anti-racists. Because it's not enough to just not be a racist. You got to be anti-racist. And we need to define what that means. That's a whole other episode in itself. I have to follow this. I have to support the organization Black Lives Matter. I have to do all this stuff. I don't have to give in to socialism. I don't have to adopt socialism. So, so you can keep supporting people who want to trap children into hell when they become adults. You want to give support to people who want to murder children? And you a Christian? You cannot say anything about conservative politicians trying to pass poli policy to trap people in a sin. They're not perfect. They got problems. And I talk about it all the time. But that's not the same thing as someone trying to use the federal government to trap people in sin and to make it illegal for people to want to get help and to want to take away parents' rights. Check this out. In Washington, 
they're now passion, passing legislation to put these clinics in the middle schools, in high schools. That way they can start giving kids transgender treatment in middle school without the parents' knowledge. And when you, what you can do about polit politics, there's the state party, there's the county party, there's national party. I go for all public, public uh, political parties. And whatever is happening in one state, baby, you better believe it's happening in other states as well. So they're bringing this stuff. So you can watch what's happening in, like in, 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 in Oregon and Washington and California and New York. And you can guarantee the liberal politicians in other areas, they're, they're, they're trying to do it too. And this isn't the only place this is happening in. Well, they have these clinics and schools where they're going to start giving kids transgender treatment secretly without the parents knowing. That's what they're going to do. And you helping it happen. You are complicit in sin. What, what does Romans tell us at the end of Romans 1? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me read that to you real quick. Okay, In case you forgot, Romans 1, 32. Though they know God's righteous, righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who, those who practice them. So giving approval, you can say, well, yeah, I don't like this stuff. It is wrong. Giving approval is done in multiple ways. I can give my approval through outward celebration and vocal support, or I can give my approval by continuously putting these people in power. It continues. Um, the Supreme Court just ruled excuse me, the Supreme Court just ruled that it's unconstitutional for New York to single out houses of worship to ban them to, uh, to single out uh, houses, excuse me, my nose keeps itching. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, to single out houses of worship to um, houses of worship to ban them from congregating. Now, if you guys have been, unless you've been under a rock, you know that Amy Comey Bear was just confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court. And we now have a conservative majority. Five, we were supposed to have a conservative majority of, of six, three, but, you know, um, the Chief Justice, he's a, he doesn't typically side with the conservatives. However, we now have a five, four solid majority at the Supreme Court. This is why elections matter. So all these Christians cheering on these Democrats and cheering on Joe Biden, you are helping to make it to where Christians are being discriminated against. You can have all the social justice in the world, but if you can't spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, baby, there is no justice. There is no justice without Jesus. So for you to partner with party partner, excuse me, with Satan's people hoping to get accurate justice, you are fooling yourself. Because you make an idol of identity. For whatever qualms you have with the Republican Party, here's the difference. And this is what I've noticed dealing with Republicans. If there's issues that I feel that they aren't taken seriously or you know more about or whatever, once these people affirm that the Bible is an inerrant, infallible word of God, guess what? Now I have a base to prove my point. Now I have a, 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 um, a way to discuss some of these issues. But you want people to take this Marxist approach. And that's straight from the pits of hell. No, thank you. But if we have a, a common a common starting point, which is that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible word of God, 
Do you make your case biblically about certain issues you would like these conservatives to deal with? But oftentimes you guys have bought into the, the Marxist solution, which is inherently problematic. So no, thank you. If that's what you want to bring to the table, you're not welcome here. Because I will never, ever give any credence or consideration to anything Marxism. Because number one, Karl Marx was against the gospel of Jesus Christ. Frederick Engels, I shared with you before, the person he hated the most was Charles Spurgeon. So there's no, there's no sleeping with the enemy. That never goes well. That's exactly what you're doing. So you, you're, you're helping. You're, you're helping Satan gain a foothold in society. Me not supporting Medicare for all. Me not supporting your idea that America is a systemically racist nation. Me not buying into your idea that it's traumatic to celebrate Thanksgiving. You guys are all about emotion. And that's what I know about a lot of Democratic Christians. Christians who vote Democrat. I, I don't like to call them Democratic Christians because I feel like that's an oxymoron. I say Christians who vote Democrat, personally. I'm sorry because this party is plainly evil. Um, there's so much about feelings and comfort. They don't care about anything else. And a lot of them say, well, yeah, because Republicans don't care enough about the disenfranchised. Again, that's not true. We have a different solution in how to help the disenfranchised. You just keep buying into talking points that you don't even know what we actually advocate for to help disenfranchised people in society. You don't even care though. You just rather keep drinking the talking points from people who mock God. That's, that's stupid. Anyway, another piece of evidence for this that I'm complaining about is that um, the human rights campaign has already petitioned Joe Biden. These people, these groups like Black Lives Matter, BLM. Again, we talked about it before. I'm not talking about the, the, the three words. I'm talking about the organization. So BLM. We're going to refer to them as BLM because some people want to still act like they're confused. So there's that. Uh, BLM, um, the human rights campaign, which again, they want to use political force to smash anyone who doesn't buy into the LGBT political movement. That's again, political movement, not your neighbor. Like people like to get confused and take people's comments out of context. So the human rights campaign is already telling Joe Biden he needs to strip accreditation from schools who don't support the LGBT principles. And if you want any, um, I need to pull up the article. I, I always have my things handy because I will... I don't always forget, but sometimes I can't forget. I don't have it handy in front of me at the moment. I'll pull up, I'll put it on the screen so you can see it. But um, the one of the things that they want to strip Christian schools of accreditation if they don't support the LGBT movement or the scientific arguments for LGBT. Let me tell you, about, I'm going to talk get on science corruption. Next week, I'm going to do an episode on science and corruption. Politicians and scientists are equally corrupt. <laughs> you can get a scientist to do anything you pay them around money. No different than politicians. It's the same corruption. But um, nevertheless, nevertheless, they want to make it to where Christian schools have no accreditation because they want support and endorse and hire LGBT staff and blah, 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 blah. Okay. It isn't just about LGBT. Let's say I live with my boyfriend and I engage in fornication. They wouldn't hire me either. If I said I don't support the inerrancy of scripture, I believe there's multiple paths to God. Multiple paths to God. They wouldn't hire me either. If I said, no, Jesus is not the only way, they wouldn't hire me. 
It's lots of things. If I said, oh, yeah, well, I practice witchcraft too, they wouldn't hire me. So it's not like the school just like, we hate gay people, bam. No, it's that you have to follow the Bible. And it's very clear in scripture, I've talked about it multiple times, that we are not to engage in relationships with people of the same sex. Islam teaches the same thing. Judaism teaches the same thing. But it just goes against design for the human family and human sexual behavior. It's just, it's just common sense. Here, here's the problem. Well, according to the Human Rights Campaign, unless you're willing to back the scientific data, that school should not get accreditation. So if a school loses accreditation, the school becomes useless. Because when you apply for certain jobs, you have to have a degree from an accredited school. So that means the next generation of Christian teachers, Christian lawyers, Christian doctors, engineers, all types of professions, gene therapy, whatever type of profession you want, pastors, everything, they will lack the accreditation. So that means that these people can't go out and get jobs with their education, which means that the Christian schools will dry up. So accreditation is extremely important to a Christian school, to any school. And so you have Christians who are cheering on Joe Biden, but you're helping, you're helping, you're doing Romans 1, 1, and I forgot that fast. You guys see, I got to pray about my memory. It's not that I'm that forgetful, but sometimes I got so much going on in my mind, it's hard to always recall it very fast. Romans 1, 32, you're doing it. You're proven of it. You're helping to shut down Christian universities. How, how are you not helping? You know what these people do. You know what they're up to. And you sit there and you vote for them anyway and celebrate it, even though you know they're trying to shut down Christian schools. I'm making my case of why they make an idol of identity. How can you do something like that? You know what they're doing. You just don't care because you care more about the idol. God is not first. Your idol is. And then here's this one here with Benjamin Washington calling out Raphael Warnock. Who to me, this man, the Holy Ghost is helping me not to not say something not crass about this man. Sometimes it's good to do that. That's the side note. Sometimes it's good to pause before speaking. That way your words will will be what God wants it to be, not what he wants to say. What I want to say is not good. Not good. So Raphael Warwick, as we know, is running for Senate in Georgia. And Raphael Warnock calls abortion reproductive justice. Now, if you are not familiar, Raphael Warnock is also a pastor of Second Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. So here is a pastor calling abortion justice, reproductive justice. We, and this is where I get frustrated with my Christian friends or Christians I know who vote Democratic. They have made justice a dirty word. We're not going to allow it anymore. Justice is a good thing. God is just. He demands that we operate in a just manner. We cannot allow these wicked people. Raphael Warnock is a prophet of the devil. He serves from father to his, death, to his father, the devil. He is not a Christian. I do not care. You're not going to sit here and tell me that abortion up until birth 
is reproductive justice. You, Raphael Warnock, are of your father, the devil. You are an agent of Satan. You are. You're an agent of Satan. And I must leave my words there on him personally. Because you're not going to sit here and convince me that it is justice to kill a baby. So Benjamin Watson called him out. And thank you, Benjamin Watson, for calling him out. Because that is grotesque and insulting. Benjamin Watson said that is offensive. That is straight up offensive to call killing a little innocent baby justice. Because he made an idol of identity. They make idols of identity. And so when you make idols of identity, you begin to compromise. That's the danger of idols because you begin to compromise on what the word of God has made very clear in order to prop up the idol. That's what's going on. And so that's why I say that. When you look at Christians who vote Democratic, notice the one topic they love to obsess on is racism. They love to obsess on racism. So it's easy to say, well, you know, the, the Christians who are black and vote Democrat, they make an idol of race. I argue that all of them make an idol of race, whether they're black or not. Even the whole concept of the word black is dumb to me because I mean, my skin is brown. My hair is black. Anyway, I'm going to get into that. But um, the, what I'm saying is all of them, I don't care what their ethnicity or skin color is, all Christians I found who vote Democratic, they make an idol of race. Because... Whenever you put something before the business of God, that is your idol. And their common defense of why they continuously vote for Democratic politicians is because of the issue of racism. And so they catastrophize racism being more than what it is to justify their support. Because their blackness is the center or their race is the center of their identity. Now, you have, say... Um, Christians who are uh, Hispanic or black or what have you, they put their race so high that they um, feel like it doesn't matter that these people are trying to use the power of the federal government to stop Christians from spreading the gospel. They don't care that these politicians are trying to uh, inoculate children with sin. They don't care about any of that because what's most important to them and the black cause. And I would argue the same is true. The Hispanic cause, whatever. I would argue the same is true even for uh, Christians who are classified as white. I like I like the way um, Abraham Hamilton says, more melanated and less melanated people. <laughs> I like his wording on that. But even them, they make an idol of race. Because race is just so crux and center that I have to pay a penance for the sin of my whiteness. And the way I pay my penance for the sin of my whiteness is to lift up these Marxist people because they're going to finally put an end to racism. Ah! And I am not guilty of my whiteness. They make an idol of race too. And they ignore all this stuff these politicians do. Like Carl Lentz. Now, he supports Black Lives Matter. Now, this is the pastor in New York, a Hillsong, New York. Who just got caught having sex with a Muslim lady. Well, the problem ain't that she's Muslim. The problem is the woman is not white. I don't care what, that's irrelevant. So I didn't even need to mention that. But I just found it to be a little bit interesting. So, um, he has sex with a woman outside of marriage. And when I was looking at his Instagram page, 
He had all his interview with one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. He's like, oh, I've known this woman for 10 years. They are a Marxist organization. Like Carl Lentz, Marxists want to get rid of Christianity. And it'll make it even worse. If you listen to Patrice Cullors, and he wasn't interviewing Patrice Cullors, he was interviewing another lady, which he said he'd known for 10 years. He's been friends with this woman for 10 years. And he said she's a supporter of his church. They are a Marxist organization. And one of their founders, Patrice Cullors, is a witch. So you are a pastor involving yourself with a bunch of Marxist witches. And we wonder why he was cheating on his wife. He's sitting there walking around with his shorts so low. I'm not going to say what Joe Rogan called it, but it it was actually an accurate description. It was a little obscene, but he wasn't, he was just explaining like, you know how a man wear his shorts so low, you can see like the top of where his, you know, penis is about to go. Yeah. He had his shorts that low with no shirt on walking around. See, these people are make idols of everything. They make idols. They have idols. So the idols come first. God's business is secondary to people like this. That's why he failed like he did. I mean, you've seen interviews of him. He had so much potential to influence the culture for Christ. And he squandered it with the cult of celebrity. He squandered it. And we could go on and on. So these people make idols of identity. Because the identity is what we need to protect. Even poverty. They make an idol of poverty. Because it's like, we have to fix poverty. And so they're so concerned with fixing poverty that they're willing to couple with people who want to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ from being spread. So that is your idol. That comes first to you. You made justice an idol. There is no justice without Jesus. So you've detached justice from Jesus and hoisted it up on this idol to where achieving what you consider to be justice primary over the business of God. And the reason why I say that, because the people that you're partnering with want to shut down the gospel. There is no starting point with people like that. That's why I said, well, even some of the issues I have with the Republican Party, the fact that mass majority of these people are Christians. I'm talking about the voters. And the fact that our party does nothing to advocate sin or prevent other people from walking out a Christian life. We have a starting point of some issues in society, but we have a different solution. It's not that we don't want to fix these problems. We just have a different solution. But with a lot of these Christians, they made such an idol of identity, whether it be race, sexuality, being a woman. You made an idol of being a woman. You made an idol of being a woman to such an extent that you're now calling it justice to kill babies. This is the problem we have, folks. This is the problem we have. So we have to tear down our idols. Because people are putting up these idols that is giving them comfort and supporting wickedness. And we see in scripture, God gives us a period of repentance before we meet judgment. He does. He gives us a period of repentance before we meet judgment. And you are helping to usher in judgment on our nation. And I don't want to say yourself, but you know, you're complicit in it. You're helping it happen. Now, I believe there are some people who are naive and don't understand, but some of y'all clearly understand what's going on. You just don't care. Because you've made an idol of identity. God is the judge of people's heart. God knows people's heart. I don't. It's my job to simply tell you the truth. But if we cannot freely spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, whatever problems you want to fix, ain't going to happen. And I know I've said about 10 times, you cannot get justice without Jesus. God is perfectly just. 
So if you're not drawing from the source of perfection to solve problems, you're inherently starting with flaw, which is going to be horrible. And it's never going to work. So I, I just hope people, and I know this episode is a little bit shorter today, but I just hope people wake up. And I just hope people pay attention. Because I wanted to show you this clip right here. Now this appears, I don't know what this was from. I someone, uh, I, someone shared this online. And you could tell from the setting of this event that it's supposed to be some kind of church or some, some sort. And they are having little kids come up and profess to be transgender. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. I'm really sorry. You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. <laughs> okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. This way. This is what's happening in America. And these are the same people. Now, these people to me are not, I don't even call them Christians. They just literally of the devil. Um, and so these types of people, I don't know what they call themselves. It was from some HBO Max documentary about transgender kids or whatever. But see, the doc, this stuff like this is helping to normalize it. And then the federal government uses uh, their legislative authorities to legalize this stuff and advocate it for society. Ideas have consequences. People who are advocate ideas, they don't just advocate ideas. Even myself, I don't just advocate ideas to advocate ideas. I advocate ideas to influence legislation. That's why. <laughs> I don't just sit and talk on the internet. Anybody who knows me personally knows that I'm politically active. I advocate my ideas to influence legislation. These people are doing the same. So when you're coupling with people who are advocating for sin and using legislation to do it, you're doing the work of Satan. You're helping. You're complicit in it. You can say, no, you're not. You can get mad. But it's the truth. You're helping to bring forth wickedness in society. It's because you have an idol. Tear down that idol and look through stuff through the biblical lens of what should happen. Because even the, the flaws we have um, within these politicians that I support, um, I, I don't sit by and just uh, be a flunky for the Republican Party. No. What I don't like, I call out. And there is a string in the Republican Party who are tired of Christians like me complaining about morality. Oh, guess what? I'm a fight back. I'm a fight back. And that's what people need to understand. I don't just let it go. Unlike y'all, y'all let it go because you were more concerned with your idol. I and a bunch of folks I know, oh, we ain't letting it go. Oh, no, we not. We're going to fight back. And you should too. The problem is the root of your party is so toxic. Your platform is so toxic. You can't separate from them rotten roots. So it's time for you to either back somebody else or back nobody at all. 
All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to It's Solid Food. You can check me out on all major podcast platforms. My website, even though it's still under construction, go to my website, put in your email so I can stay in touch with you. Also, you can check me out on Facebook at the Christina Karamo Project. You can also check me out at YouTube at the Christina Karamo Project and on Instagram at Karamo the Great. That's Karamo the G-R-N, the number. Thank you for tuning in to the show. And remember, remember, and remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles!